The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode was brought to you by Four Sigmatic. Guys, did you know mushrooms can prevent and treat many diseases and boost overall health? They are known to be super healing. You know I'm obsessed with their mushroom hot cacao mix. I like to wind down with this at night. It's so good and it feels so satisfying and it's full of benefits, which we love. Perfect with pregnancy too. Anyways, Four Sigmatic is offering all TSC him and her listeners 15% off. All you have to do is go to foursigmatic.com slash skinny and use code skinny at checkout. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Accidentally, we kind of started sharing about our lives and being super like raw and honest about embarrassing things that happened during sex or like guys that we've dated or like bodily function kind of things. And I think just by by sharing shit that people are too scared to talk about, it kind of made other women around us feel less alone and felt like they were you know, our friends, because some of the stuff that we talk about, you're too scared to tell your doctor or your best friend. So welcome back to the Skinny Confidential, him and her show. Happy Tuesday. Today, we have the Lady Gang. They've been on the show before. I know you guys are already acquainted with them. I've also been on their show two times. You'll have to check that out. But today we are talking everything. We go there. We talk beauty. We talk wellness. We talk health. And we talk about their new book, Act Like a Lady. So we recorded this three weeks ago and we just wanted to hop on here really quick to let you guys know that you can expect the same lifestyle content from us as always. We're listening. We hear you. In saying that, we will also make sure we're doing our due diligence to bring on some really badass creators that haven't had their voices heard enough. We are committed to that. We are looking and we hear you on that as well. Yeah, I think a lot of people are running into some trouble here where it's like, you know, for those that listen to this show, the show's not changing. Show's same thing. We're same people. We're just going to do a better job of adding more inclusivity and more diverse voices. That's it. You know, it's not, we're not all of a sudden changing the format and changing the direction. Like it's just going to be more. It's the show on steroids. It's the show doing more. So if you've been a long time listener, expect to hear more of the same and more. And if you're a new listener, expect to hear a lot more. Uh, and, and, and that's where we're at guys, you know, back to, back to normal recording. And I also think it's important to say just as a brand with the skinny confidential, that the brand is constantly evolving. And in 10 years, it's probably going to be different than it is now. So with everything that's going on, we've opened our eyes. We are listening to the audience. We're reading DMs. And like we said, we are going to be really having more diverse guests on that bring something really cool and new to the table. With that, let's welcome the Lady Gang to the show. What happens when you mix a fun, girl-powered community with juicy pop culture commentary, a dash of unfiltered celebrity interviews, and three LA ladies with a killer sense of humor? Well... That's the Lady Gang. Kelty Knight, Becca Tobin, Jack Vanek. They are badasses. They're hustlers. I am so excited to welcome them back to the show. We talk about it all. All right, let's go there. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Okay, we got, uh, we got all three of you guys. I feel this like it's really been odd. forever since we've seen you guys. Has it been well, years? Well, you were growing a human, so that took like, uh, some time. Mm. We were? Where? <laughs> yeah, I don't he know. Doesn't, he doesn't seem to think that pregnancy is a big deal. He thinks that he thought when I delivered the baby that I was just going to be like over. I'm like, yeah. no, there's well, another year. Over. <laughs> oh, God. I didn't realize that like this is something you got to take care of for a really long fucking time. <laughs> 
Michael, did you have a blast during the pregnancy? Like, were you having fun? I was, yeah, that's one way to put it. I almost No, he really, he truly thought his dick was going to touch the baby's head. And I know every guy thinks that, but he really thought his dick was going to touch the well, baby's head. Well, you have like, to truly. go once or twice to figure out, like, you know, there's, it's, it's a different dynamic. You know, there's different parts. There's different things moving. There's, it's just, it's, it's not the same. You can't just like go straight to town, you know? I mean, at least I couldn't. I had to, I had to like get comfortable with it for a while. You it's know? like a threesome. With your daughter. I started feeling really weird about it towards the end. Like when you see hands and stuff moving across, and I'm like, all right. Slow down. Okay. Well, anyways, you guys wrote a fucking book, all three of you together. My first question is just like the productivity side in me. And I'm sure Kelty will answer this. How did you guys do it with three of you guys? Writing a book is, I think it's one of the gnarliest things you can do. It's so much work. You know what, Lauren? I actually used a piece of advice that you gave us the first time we met you when you came on Lady Gang. And we were talking about how you run your day. And you said you do like these blocks where you're like, okay, time blocking. You're like, okay, for the three hours here, I'm going to work only on podcasts. For three hours here, I'm going to work only on book. I personally have like used that every day since you said it. It's amazing. Um, But what we did with with the book is once we decided, so the book's in four parts. It's your relationship with yourself, your relationship with your lover, your relationship with your career, and your relationship with your friends. So once we kind of figured out exactly what we wanted to be in the book, we did two things. One side of it was we sat in our podcast studio and I just prepared all these questions like, what do we want girls to know about bridal parties? What do we want girls to know about engagement for a raise? Yeah, exactly. And then we all just talked and then we transcribed that and that became the bulk of the book. And then we went off into our own corners and freely didn't tell anyone we were what we were planning, just wrote these like heartfelt or funny, emotional, vulnerable, hilarious essays that fit into those chapters. So everything from when I was married, when I was 21, to um, Jack like dating every guy in LA, to I mean, there's other, you know other stories, like, but so every, there's all these like amazing essays in the book that read a lot, like just a book that you would a summer read, you know. So that's how we did it. And I also had a, a cork board that had a note card for like when Becca would say, hey, I'm going to write this story about when Sean McVay dumped me in the fifth grade and I was wearing white cargo pants bell bottoms white bell bottoms and i'd put that up under her name and then when someone turned in an essay i would put a gold star next to their name so that it was micromanaging at its finest it was my personal hell (laughs) same (laughs) why was it your personal hell well first of all i didn't want to write this book at all and I got outvoted two against one. And I begged and pleaded, please, please, please. I don't want to write a fucking book. I barely, barely got through high school. I lost. And then on top of that, we were shooting Lady Gang TV, recording our podcasts in the closet on set of Lady Gang TV, um, and then adding in the book. And then I went to Palm Springs to shoot a movie for a month, which was the month that my essays had to be turned in. <laughs> So I was so livid and Kelty's constant micromanaging. It almost tore up the lady gang. It, it almost, almost broke us. It almost broke us. It wasn't us. good. It they wasn't say good. If you want to get something done, ask a busy person though. So sometimes it's better to just eat the whole fucking cookie than take small bites. That's actually a very good point that, yeah, it is kind of true because it almost didn't give me time to state my case enough to really fight the battle. <laughs> You know, I just had to. This sounds like my whole relationship with Lauren. It's like I never get to state my case and I just end up doing things I don't know. You just have to do it. 
No, especially like being in quarantine and, you know, not having any sort of a schedule or anything. I can't. It's so hard for me to even do a fucking podcast, let alone write an entire book. So I think that to your point, that is super true that like we're just go, 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 go. And there's you can't even think about taking a break because you have to get it done. Speaking of quarantine and podcasts, you know, this drives me fucking nuts. Here, I look like Hate a freak. It. I'm down in this bit. Look at all of us. A few months <laughs> I mean, ago, I look beautiful. I don't know what you're talking lives. about. We no, look I, like gamers. <laughs> yes. Look what we've been degraded to. <laughs> but you know what? We are, you know, we're the goats, though, because every single person right now has like a serious professional mic. Like we've been I doing know. a lot of these and people are like, can I just use my, my AirPod? What? You can't. Uh. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> you roll up to Skinny Confidential. They got two of those mics in one household. Okay. We're also well, hardwired into our internet yeah. right now. Yeah. I'm hardwired too, because I started having, I can't stand I want to just cancel the interview and shut it down when someone's like skipping it. Eh, 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 you know what I mean? Like I'm not yeah. skipping right now. That was just me doing that. Yeah. But yeah, it drives me <laughs> fucking nuts. Why do you guys think that you have resonated with so many women? I, I mean, I know my own opinion, just consuming your content, but why do you, what do you guys think it is about you three together that so many people are so attracted to your brand? Well, I think that like when we first started the podcast, first of all, we thought it was going to be like a celebrity driven podcast and that was going to bring the followers in and, you know, hearing interviews with celebrities, but accidentally we kind of started sharing about our lives and being super like raw and honest about embarrassing things that happened during sex or like guys that we've dated or like bodily function kind of things. And I think just by, by sharing shit that people are too scared to talk about, it kind of made other women around us feel less alone and felt like they were, you know, our friends. Cause some of the stuff that we talk about, you're too scared to tell your doctor or your best friend. So I still scarred from the first time we podcasted together. I, <laughs> like I learned more about the 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 female body still, than I ever need to know. Becca, what were you gonna say? <laughs> it's so true. His face at that first podcast was really priceless. Shocked. Um, I would say also that the three of us, even though um, visually we all look like the same fucking person, um, inside we're all very, very, very different. Um, and I think that that's also why girls have connected because sometimes if they're a, complete lunatic, they're a Kelty. <laughs> and if they are a good time girl, it's Jack. And then if they just hate everyone and everything, it's me. So it's like a really great balance of everything, every flavor, if you will. Hold up, Michael. You know what sounds good right now? It sounds good all the time. Well, I know what you're about to say. For Sigmatic. Yes, specifically their ground mushroom coffee with lion's mane. So if you're trying to kick your coffee habit, I know I'm trying to cut down a little bit. This is a really, really great tool. Here's my thing. I'm going to have my morning cup of coffee. I love it. I love a latte. But then when it's teetering towards the afternoon and I start to get anxious if I have another cup of coffee, I've replaced it with the ground mushroom coffee with lion's mane. I know that I'm having something that tastes just like coffee. It's very satisfying. It also gives me energy because of the mushrooms and it has lion's mane in it, which we love. Lion's mane, if you're wondering, is my personal favorite functional mushroom. It's your brain's best friend. It supports focus, productivity, and creativity during the day. And don't forget the chaga, Lauren, the king of the mushrooms. Chaga, never been more important this year, guys, because chaga supports your immune system with antioxidant properties. And more than ever now, with everything going on, we need to boost our immunities. And Michael, let's talk about the taste. So does this coffee taste like mushrooms? I can guarantee, like I said, it tastes like regular coffee, not mushrooms at all. So if you replace a cup with this, you will not 
be skimping on the taste, okay? It's organic, fair trade, vegan, keto, sugar-free, dairy-free. Every Four Sigmatic product uses only proven superfoods and it's third-party lab tested. We have been talking about Four Sigmatic for the past, what is it, three, four years now. We cannot scream it from the rooftops loud enough. I'm happy to say they ship to Canada, all the continental US, to shipping everywhere. We've had the founder of Four Sigmatic on this show three times and we rarely have people on three times. And as always, we have a special offer just for the Skinny Confidential podcast listeners. Receive 15% off your Four Sigmatic order. Just go to foursigmatic.com slash skinny or enter code skinny at checkout. That's foursigmatic.com, F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com slash skinny or use promo code skinny to receive 15% off your entire order, guys. Enjoy. And my personal favorite, try that mushroom focus shot along with the coffee. It's a game changer. It's what I use every time before we podcast. Okay, back to the show. Speaking of hating everyone, um, I'm just going to go off on this for a second. I want Michael and Becca to have a conversation about birthdays after 30, and I'm going to sit back and eat <laughs> some popcorn. I'm going okay. to hold on. I'm just oh, good. Okay. Well, I just don't, I listen, I don't understand celebrating them. Like, no, I don't want to get older. I'm on a stay. Like, if I understand like decade celebrations, like if you know, if you make it 30, 40, for me, that's what I understand. That. That's good. But like, th- we're going to celebrate 33, 34, 37. Like, come on. I got to be honest, Michael. I really felt for you when I saw Lauren's Insta story the other day on her birthday. Like, first of all, how much energy was spent on that extravaganza? It's how much, much money was spent on that <laughs> extravaganza? <laughs> I have so many questions. And I literally, I wanted right off the top to ask you about this. And I'm so yeah. glad we had a conversation. Okay. So you that was all imported into your kitchen, like the balloons and the fucking feathers and the flamingo. And let me tell you what's been happening since we got a new baby and the balloons are fucking huge. And so we'll be sleeping peacefully. You know, we go to bed early now in this household because we have, we have a newborn. We're sleeping and everything's fine. It sounds like someone's firing off a firearm in our house because the balloons will randomly pop now. Right. And oh I my think- God. So they just be it's like, just a reminder of me being quarantined during my birthday. Each balloon is like a Chinese torture. My resting heart rate is just like it's spiking all the time because I just you never know when one of these things is going to go off. No, it's just it's too much. It's I was telling like she what she does is she can't just do one day. She stretches to the weekend and then I'm like, okay, it's oh. done. It's over. It's Monday. And she's like, no, it goes to the month. I just yeah. Honestly, oh, Lauren. It's too no, much. I only hold on. I only do it to him though. I don't expect anything from anyone else. It's only him. Okay. You can torture him with that. I'm, I'm not. I'm not the person that no, I'm not the person that invites 30 people to dinner and then expects them all to split the you check. Had four, you had four birthday posts to like a million people because you, to your social, you put like four no, no, birthday no. posts. Up. Well, th- I have two more I'm posting too. No, <laughs> I mean, I'm not the person that like is inviting everyone to celebrate my birthday and then making everyone else pay for me. That That is not my vibe at all. Yeah. I haven't had a birthday party since I was 21 years old. And I think every time I'm like, okay, I'm just not going to do anything. I'm not going to make anyone do anything for me. I don't want any gifts because I'm thinking that when their birthdays come around, they're not going to do it. But they, for whatever reason, I'm target number one. They're like, this guy's got (laughs) to put the birthday party together. I don't know how much more clear I could be about it. I don't, I don't, even my wife, I don't give a shit about your birthday anymore. If it's 34, (laughs) 35, whatever it is, it's too much. I I have a question about this. So for your birthday, Lauren, Michael, did you plan all this stuff or yeah. did you like, how did, it, did you order it yourself or did yeah, you how does all this that? happen? It's no, a medley. See, it. It's a medley. I start, I start getting, <laughs> I have a fucking cork board. It's a medley. It's a medley. <laughs> I would be like, Hey, I'll get a couple balloons and I'll get some nice flowers. And I then told him to go wait downstairs. <laughs> and the next thing I know, there's all these other people showing up. I'm like, wait, I don't think I ordered all this. And there's more people. And I'm like, I had one set of balloons and a couple sets of flowers. And the next thing I know, it's like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory in this house. It's too yeah. much. 
Okay. Oh. So I want to know wow. what the, the most, so many cakes, so many cakes, so many. Cakes. <laughs> I want to so know the most embarrassing story that you guys shared in the book. You could maybe pick the most embarrassing out of all of them. Like what are, what, what are we in for? I mean, mm. I talk about my sexual tryst with a yes, this pseudo is actor, um, who turned out to be a sex addict, but I was like fully along for the ride and committed in my new role as like sex goddess to a sex addict. <laughs> um, and the chapter is called Bedroom Baptism. So there's red wine. It ends with red wine. I'm in white undergarments. <laughs> the whole Good. use your imagination. So I really go there. Where do you hold that red wine in your when you don't have a cup? Listen, you, you know make what? a you're cup, gonna have you know? to <laughs> act like a lady. It's out where books are sold, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so and yes. What about Kelty and Jack? What are what are some embarrassing stories we can expect? The really great thing for me is that my whole life is one big embarrassment. So yeah. I don't have a particular like farty bodily fluid story, but just like in general, my being, like I realized after I like threw down these essays, I was like, oh my God, I am so pathetic. Like the level of like keltiness inside it's the Kelty. energy. It's the energy that like goes through the entire book is it's the impressive yeah, part of Desperate idiots. Yeah, yeah, desperate idiot. I wrote a story, um, an essay about when I was online dating on Match.com and I was like, I'd just been cheated on and it was like the most important thing to me was honesty. And, like you got to be truthful. I got to be able to trust you. But then I had a fake name and kept lying about what city I lived in and it was, yeah. So I'm Sally Prescott, my fake online dating name. It was, I'm, it's so, so I'm so into that. Okay, so... I would love to know, again, each of you separately, what your morning routine is in quarantine. I love a morning routine. And maybe you don't have one. Maybe you just wake up and like roll over and fart and like that's, that's the, your morning routine. But I want to just like know exactly what it is if you do have one. I'll start. I'm very like I'm on a good day. It's very different from a bad day. And mm -hmm. it's usually... And, and by bad, I mean like worthless and unproductive. And I'm usually leaning into the bad the bad morning. So the bad one looks like I wake up, I turn over and I get on my phone for about 30 minutes to an hour. I get really worked up about an email or a text message or a DM or something. So I get out of bed hating the world. It's a good start. Um, I make coffee. I usually will sit down and sort of get back on my phone with my coffee in my pajamas. And I'll do a little bit like version of that with like broken up into a few like say hello to my husband, um, maybe put a dish in the dishwasher. But that happens for, till about 1 p.m. And then I brush my teeth and I put on like some workout clothes and I'll go for a walk around the neighborhood. But like that's my morning routine. It's called like wasting time and it goes into the abyss and I don't fucking know what happens. I black out and then it's one o'clock. <laughs> my good morning is I wake up. I do like 30 minutes of yoga. I don't change. I don't touch anything. I do it in my pajamas. I like sit for a moment. I don't look at my phone right away. I have my coffee. I like wash my face and I feel like I can take on the world by like 9 a.m. So yeah, that's it. Wow. Well, my morning routine is kind of the same, kind of different. I wake up, immediately make a cup, a cup of coffee, sit in bed. My boyfriend starts annoying the fuck out of me because for some reason I've realized that he like wants to have chats and stuff in the morning and I cannot talk to anybody for a good 45 minutes until my coffee has like 
made its way through my body and I have by the been, way don't fucking chat in the morning I, I, I hate a morning now. chat don't fucking chat I don't want to chat I, I like until, a, I like a good morning chat go, so go ahead oh my I just like no one you wants can to talk chat. to my boyfriend if you yeah. want I'll give him your number yeah tell you me, guys should tell talk. me Okay, go on. Dude, he's so fucking chatty. I'm like, dude, I can I would love and cuddle. Oh God, he loves you so much. Can't wait to so much. It's so annoying. Like he wants to touch me. You see, this, these are your girl's problems. Let me tell you something. You find a dream guy. He's here. He like, wants to chat with you. He wants to love you in the morning. And then you shut him down. And you wonder <laughs> why we get so confused. You know, what are we supposed to do, right? <laughs> wait one hour. Wait one let me, hour. Let me, let me coach you through this. Let him chat a little bit. Let him talk. Wait wanna, till I poop at least. This is, this is what I was perfect. going for. No, I have to have my morning poop and it has to be perfect. If one little thing is off, like if the time of my coffee or if I move from a sitting position in my bed, it won't happen. So if he's climbing all over me and I have to move around a lot, it really slows the process down. And then I am constipated throughout the day and then my whole day is thrown. So this is what I'm realizing in my new morning routine is, is just trying to like push him the fuck off of me and find him a chat buddy, Michael. I told Lauren all the time, one day you're going to miss these chats when I'm dead and gone. <laughs> so, Probably not, not. going to miss your fucking 8 a.m. chats about finances and how much I spent on Venmo. I don't give a fuck. Kelty, what's yours? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't know what okay. you're doing on Venmo, by the way. It's, stu- it's stupid. <laughs> you got to turn that. Dude, the privacy issues on Venmo, I don't, it's, that is the weirdest way to stalk somebody, by the way. Yes. Venmo is surviving because of Lauren Everett. So that's the only reason that company. <laughs> She's paying the balloon hand. paying. <laughs> I, I, don't use, I don't use a credit card. I don't use a checkbook and I don't use cash. I use Venmo. So get over it. On it does, online purchases, you can buy on Venmo. It does make sense that the balloon vendor would only accept Venmo though. Totally. <laughs> you know, what, the, what the hell else? You know, Kelsey, Kelsey I'm, I'm going to think that you have an anal morning routine like me. Of course. Okay. I wake up in the morning. The coffee is pre-programmed the night before oh my to God. already be filling my favorite Dunkin' Donuts cup. Um, I take my medicine and do a three to four step skincare routine. Um, then I'll go and do about 20 minutes of radio in my closet. I have to do radio every morning. And then lately at 8.30 every morning during the week, I've been taking a half hour Spanish lesson, Espanol. Um, and then after that, I'll start checking my emails and then around 10 o'clock is when I have to start working, working for my real job, J-O-B. But I'm doing full face of makeup and hair and like I'm living, but I will say the thing that's changed. Well, that's not a morning routine, but I am of the opposite of Becca around 3 PM. I'm like, and I'm a midday crash. Are you ready to actually work? Are you ready for a nap? Like Becca's like, okay, good. Got my leggings on. All right. What should we do today for lady gang? And I was like, I'm asleep. (laughs) I've already been working for 10 hours. It's night night time for me. It's 4 p.m. What time do you guys go to sleep? Nine. I go to bed at... What time do you go to bed? Like 11. With a baby? Bullshit, Lauren. Bullshit. And that's how I go to bed. Aren't you tired, Lauren? I go to bed at 11. No, you go downstairs. You're you're out cold. Last night, you were out cold by like nine o'clock. Okay, but that's a Sunday. You looked at me the other day and it was like 6.30 p.m. You're like, well, better call it night. I was like, <laughs> what time did you go to bed pre-baby? 11 or 12. I think Lauren forgets that there's like this, like we have a baby it now. Average is like, 11. Yeah, Definitely. She's, 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 no. 
No. <laughs> wow, right. eleven. So so late. I like having you girls on. I can call her out. I have, it's a safe space. I don't get hit. I don't get attacked. I'm down in the basement. Well, you're in different rooms, okay? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you okay, will yeah. after. What advice would you give to millennials right now in quarantine that want to get something done, like write a book or <sighs> I don't I, any like what is your what are what are your tips and tricks? Because you guys are still maintaining your podcast healthy. I cannot believe that you do a full face of makeup. Is it five days a week? Now, more than ever, it might be very, very helpful to talk to somebody. I know that whenever I've experienced any kind of adversity in my life, it does help to talk it out. So we recently partnered with Talkspace. Uh, We've talked about this before on the podcast, but I think, again, like I said, now more than ever, a lot of us are dealing with stress. There's a lot going on in the world. I mean, this year has been absolutely insane with everything going on. I don't, you know, I don't remember a time throughout my entire life that the world's been in so much pain. And with that, you know, also with that pain comes all the isolation we've all experienced this, wor- this year as a world. And so it's more important than ever if you feel that and you feel that anxiety and you're stressed and you're feeling depressed and you're feeling anxious to talk to someone. So basically Talkspace is an online therapy that can match you with a licensed therapist right away. So the second you sign up, you can match with a licensed therapist, which is awesome. And you get all the comfort on your phone or your computer from your home. You can talk to your therapist every day. You can talk to them once a month, whatever you want to do. Um, you, this could even be, by the way, that you want to consume less social media, less coffee, or do more exercise. You could even find a therapist that could sort of help you coach you through little things. So it could be big things or little things. What we like about Talkspace is it's affordable. One month on Talkspace costs about the same amount as a single in-person therapy session. They have a therapist network and it's secure. So it's private, which is very important to me. I like to have my own privacy, especially when I'm dealing with therapy. Yep. They use encryption technology to store client information. So you don't have to worry about your information or your conversations ever getting out. They're all completely private and you can feel secure knowing that your information's safe. So we all need to talk sometimes and Talkspace gives us the support we deserve at a price we can afford. Match with your perfect therapist at Talkspace.com or download the app. Use promo code SKINNY to get $100 off your first month and help support the show. That's Talkspace.com, promo code SKINNY. All right, back to the lady game. Well, we're usually dark on Friday, so it's only four and then Sundays. Also, you don't realize how much Kelty needs her job. Like the first two weeks of this whole thing, she wasn't working. And I mean, we haven't seen each other since mid-March, but we I've never felt so stressed out by somebody else's energy that's like 50 miles away from me as I did in those two weeks. Like she needs, she needs the routine. She needs the validation of working. Like she needs to be busy. It's not, she wouldn't do well sitting around like Becca and I do. No, I called Jack like twice in those first two weeks and I was like, I think this is the end. (laughs) I I don't know what to do right now. And if she ever doesn't work for entertainment tonight, like we need to find her another job. Yeah. It can't just be lady gang. Can't just be outside of this job. Yeah. (laughs) What are your guys' advice to keep productive? Um, If if someone's out there and they're feeling really uninspired and maybe depressed. Well, I actually went on an ayahuasca trip a couple of weeks ago. Um, and really? that was really, really, I'm sorry. Uh, it really opened up my creativity and, um, yeah, I mean, not everybody can do that. Mushrooms, mushrooms are a great way, a great little tonic to open up your creative neuro pathway situation. But I have to say, I was really unproductive in those first couple months and I was okay with it. Like I embraced it because it just what it is what it is. But then that, that journey really 
really Wait, can we talk about, can we talk about it because i want to i'm curious we aren't, we're familiar with mushrooms lauren had yeah. lots about that but so where did you go and do this ayahuasca so it's actually um you're guided with a shaman um okay. and it's sort of like eight years of therapy in one experience and it's mixed with mushrooms so there's no um no like darkness that ayahuasca can sometimes bring where you're taking how, how on this long is the trip last about six to eight hours. Did you not do the, it, you didn't purge because they mixed it with mushrooms or do you no, still purge? I still, I still did have like an episode towards the end of the evening where I did throw up a few times. It's not as common, but it wasn't that bad. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause I hadn't really, you don't eat going into it. Um, but it was mixed. With, I think it's mixed with mushrooms so that you're sort of, it's a lighter journey and you are more in control. You're not like just taken. So you're, you can kind of like have an intention and go into it thinking about what you want to achieve from it. You just okay, did this do you think about us while you were there? Uh, no, not even once to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it was my husband and I. I have, I have a couple questions about this. Okay. So do, before, like two weeks before you went into this, is there things that you should do? Like don't eat, like, like maybe don't eat carbs, like don't drink alcohol. Like what, what is the, the pre-reqs before you go into an ayahuasca trip? Well, this one in particular, it's really just a couple days before you want to cut out like any drugs, no weed, no, not a ton of alcohol. I think no, we didn't do any alcohol the week before. Um, some people say that you shouldn't eat red meat before. So we kind of minimized that. Uh, that was kind of, that was kind of it. I think, I think it was pretty. What was the main intention of going, of, of doing this? There's something like specific you wanted to work. You don't have to tell it specifically, but like, what was the main reason or just like, Hey, we want to try this. So for me, I just, am somebody that struggles with, um, with being present and also with being expressive about my feelings. And so things just kind of fester inside of me. I'm sure I'm going to get cancer from it because it's like you can't even imagine what's going on. Um, but it's like all that toxicity, I don't ever let it out. So I'm not great at vulnerability. And so I was like, I don't want to become like Brene Brown out of this fucking trip, but I'd also really like to be able to communicate when I feel like I need to and not harbor all this shit inside of me. So some of it was that and like releasing a lot of that resentment that I had that caused me to be so like pent up. And then a lot of it was like creatively, I was just sort of bored with my career and not lady gang stuff, obviously, because there's no time to be bored with that. Um, but yeah, I was just sort of like, I want to be those were my three sort of like main intentions and it really did kind of work. So the end result is you, you feel like you had a breakthrough with that type of stuff. Majorly. Like and I feel like I can tap into those feelings I was having during it where normally you can go on a mushroom trip or like smoke a bunch of weed and you can have an incredible experience, but then you come out of it and you're still the same fucking person and you're like, bummer, it's still me. <laughs> like with this, I, I was able to sort of like redirect some neuro pathways, I guess. And so I can tap into those like moments where I'm like, oh, you're not being present right now. Oh, you're actually not being true to yourself and you need to speak up right now. Or like, I don't know. It was just sort of, it was weird. Wait, from a micro level, you, you, you arrive, just kind of just walk us through like what, the, like, do they just give it to you right there? Do you have like a conversation? Like, tell me like the specifics of it. So you have a call the week before and you talk about your intention and they, and like, uh, it's a husband and wife and they kind of they work under a shaman who's actually a medical doctor so he has these crazy formulations and 
they're all customized for you in particular. So they get, they get to know you a little bit and then, um, they come to the house and they give you a few different, um, like formulations of different plant-based drugs and that leads you, that's a couple hours and it's like heart openers and things like that. Like sassafras is this natural sort of like heart opener they give you. So then by the time you actually eat the chocolate that is infused with ayahuasca and mushrooms, you're really open. You're not anxious. Like you're like, I'm so ready for this. So then you have that at the, towards the end of the night. And then it's a couple hours of just like experiencing that thing. And then you are you up. talking to your husband and them about things or are you in your own head? Both. So they're like, wherever this takes you, sometimes you might have an hour of just introspection and you just might go inward and they they just feel it out where you are. And then sometimes you're talking to each other and working through stuff in your relationship, which was also really major, like in a crazy way. We, we like broke through like eight years of couples therapy. And then sometimes it's like you go off on your own with the wife and you have like your moment of you're talking about whatever it is that you're dealing with. So it's like kind of customized to whatever you think you're needing and whatever they think you need. And you did, did you hallucinate or anything during it? Cause a lot of people that have taken ayahuasca have been like, I went into the universe and yeah. I talked to God and like, I mean, what's crazy is that this is so different from a like going to Peru and doing ayahuasca. And you're not like, drinking tea. Right. It's like the way that they mix it. And I guess they, they, this is, I don't know for sure, but it's like they cook it past the point of it being like really, really, really toxic. And like people shit themselves all night in Peru, like when yeah. they do the real thing. So this is like a really mild kind of like, it sort of feels like a really intense mushroom trip. And but you recommended not, this person to you? Uh, a friend of mine. And I actually know like several, several people who have had these, have had these journeys with these people. So it's like an underground little community. That's kind of cool. Well, it's interesting. People are starting to talk about this a lot more. It's like for a while, I mean, there's books been written on now. There's now Netflix specials, but for a long time, you know, psychedelics, they got that reputation of like, Hey, if you take this, you're going to rip your face off and like want to kill yourself. (laughs) Like, and I, and I think like for when they, you know, when LSD was first discovered, it was, it was used um, as a medicine and it was used to to heal PTSD and all of the depression and anxiety and all these things. But, you know, then you got into the 60s, 70s and people started abusing it and the politicians came in and said, Oh, this is like going to make you rip your face off. So I think our generation grew up being like, holy shit, if you do psychedelics or mushrooms, something like that, that's what's going to happen. Like you're going to come out of this with like your face ripped off. Um, but my experience is personally, I think Lawrence has been nothing but good. We've talked about psilocybin and stuff. I've never done ayahuasca, which is why I was curious. I think it'd be interesting to do. Wait, hot tip for you. Let's talk about hydrant. So this is a tip that Michael probably doesn't even know. 75% of us are waking up and we're chronically dehydrated. I thought I told you that, Lauren. I thought I told. I thought I gave you that statistic. Michael looks like a fucking prune, and we have him covered because Hydrant created a refreshing electrolyte powder, and you mix this into your water to efficiently hydrate your body. I find sometimes I'll drink a whole bottle of water and still feel dehydrated. So an electrolyte powder is like the way to go. Cameron Diaz once said in her book that we all wake up like a flower and we need to be watered to bloom. So each of these rapid hydration mixes has a precise blend of electrolytes that helps your body hydrate quickly and stay hydrated all day. You know, you ever get that feeling where you're drinking water all day long, all day long, and you feel like you just can't get hydrated? Well... It's because you're probably not drinking hydrant. This one has no synthetic colors, stevia or artificial sweeteners. The formula is vegan and you can choose between three different flavors or variety packs. If it were me, 
And what I like to do is I like the blood orange. So that's my favorite flavor. It tastes delicious. Like I said, you put a little pack into your water. You're good to go. I like to do it while I'm working out in my huge hydro flask. It's delicious over ice, water, super simple. Like I said, get my electrolytes in. Also, you should know their packaging is super Instagrammy and you want it on your stories. Let me tell you. And even more than an Instagrammy package, what if I told you that you could be hydrated for a buck a day? That's right, everybody. Hydrant starts at just a buck a packet for a 30-day supply and you can save even more with our exclusive discount. So for 25% off your first order, go to drinkhydrant.com slash skinny or enter promo code skinny at checkout. That's drinkhydrant.com slash skinny and enter promo code skinny for 25% off your first order. Drinkhydrant.com slash skinny and enter promo code skinny. Okay, back to the show. Oh, I have one more question just selfishly. When Mm -hmm. you're talking to your spouse and you're having like this therapy that you said in eight hours, is the per- is the person that's doing the ceremony walking you through it like a therapist or do they leave you alone? They'll do both. So like there were moments where if he and I kind of hit like a hit a point where we couldn't really get past it, they'd come in and sort of like work through it with us. But the thing that's crazy and the reason it works so well with couples is because it's almost like your ego is so stripped away there. It like doesn't exist in that space. So it's just really the most genuine conversation with no subtext. It's so, and it's so, it's a clear way of communicating like the clearest possible. Um, So yeah, it's like, I don't know. Sometimes they come in and sometimes they don't. It just, it depends. Speaking of relationships, you guys are all in relationships. Kelty and Becca are married. Uh, I would love to know what your quarantine tips are when it comes to relationships, because there's been about six or seven that I've wanted to kill Michael in quarantine. We'll probably don't throw a fucking birthday that takes over the whole house for, you know, with 50 people coming with balloons, whatever the type of people came in. I don't even know. <laughs> Every Number year one, don't have, don't have a quarantine birthday. Cause that really just like throws. Yeah, Rude. How dare you be born? Rude. I had one too, Lauren. Yeah. It's like, I mean, ugh, I feel like we should celebrate again at the end of the year for me. <laughs> <laughs> one more month. <laughs> one are more you, birthday month. What, what are you guys' tips for not going crazy? Your hack, your husband, boyfriend hack. I have uh, been living by the mantra, be gentle to yourself and be gentle to others. And (laughs) um, that's all I have. And honestly, I'm the worst because I'm like loving my husband right now. I will tell you one of the most annoying things about him is that he is a person who cooks a meal and puts everything out while he's cooking and then eats the meal and then lets everything sit for like four or five hours while he has after dinner activities and then cleans up before he goes to bed. That drives me fucking nuts. It could be so much worse of somebody not cleaning for days. No, I know. (laughs) It's not that bad. I know. But I'm like right now we are about to do this podcast and I'm on my kitchen island and Chris made a sandwich for lunch. And before I set up, I had to put all his sandwich shit away because he will leave it there for now five more hours. And I was what like, a monster. He's a Divorce him. It could be worse. It could be, it could be worse. <laughs> and Jack, what about you with your boyfriend? Um, I mean, mine's, I guess, more on his end. He's like the most even keeled, calm, like he can handle everything type of a person. And I'm the more like emotional, erratic especially now, just like crazy bitch. So, um, I mean, I feel like if people are having problems that they don't normally have during a non-quarantine situation, it's like, don't take things personally when they're not personal. Because like I said, it's like, I've like screamed at him for the dumbest shit and it has nothing to do with what he's actually doing. I'm just going fucking insane because I haven't seen another human being in three months, but I'm taking it out on him. But he 
in his his cute little heart knows I don't mean it. So I don't know. <laughs> Michael said to me like uh, four weeks after I gave birth when I was on my period, he goes, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm like, what's wrong with me? Well, well what the fuck? I mean, you, you were you were being wacky. You know what I mean? I, I get it. Like now, I've learned a few things. I'm not listen. I it was it, I, I was being to- wacky when all my hormones are stripped from. Like what? What? I didn't. Wacky I, I, is I, nice. That's a, that's a euphemism. I'm sure. I hadn't met this person, right? Was, <laughs> so I didn't know what I didn't know what was going on. They don't I mean, prepare I, us for this. It's true. Men will never, ever, ever, ever understand, understand the, the hormone thing because it's yeah. like, oh, it's like body it. snatchers. We know we are aware. We are looking ab- from above and we see ourselves being taken by the hormones, yes. but we cannot stop it. We can't escape. We've been taken. And, and you need to lash them. out to feel better. You can't just hold fester it inside of you. Like it's you have to actually like somebody. blue balls, blue balls. It is. It's, it's the semen that, and your ball sack that like has to come out it's like that we have emotional blue balls yeah but you know like we go take care of that you just kind of you just don't and let it go you can't you can't do anything yeah you could could sit me down with the foremost expert on doctor therapy hormones in the middle of an episode of where a hormone and they could be like you need to get it together or we're gonna light your house on fire and i'll be like i can't get it together like you have no power you're powerless it's like voldemort It's so true. Like when Zach, will, when Zach will say to me, he's like, well, if you know that it's hormones making you crazy, then can't you just adjust? Like, hello, this is a crazy thought because it's hormones. I'm like, no, you don't understand. And so you know what? I'm going to fucking double do? down. Yeah, you have to just, I started to, I've tried to teach my husband in this time. I'm like, you don't have to jump in and fix anything. Yes. You don't have you I go, Let you have to see. hold space. And he goes, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I don't know how to do that either. I, I told him, I said, I don't get it. I don't know. I'm, I'm just gonna I'm giving up. I don't know. It is what it's, it is. I just like you know, I'm not gonna pretend I understand. I also am not gonna pretend that I that I'm happy dealing with it. Okay, so I have Fair. to lose twenty-five pounds. What are your tips for tightening up in quarantine? Like, what are you guys eating? What are you snacking on? What are your, I know, Becca, you said you do yoga, but like, what are, what are you guys doing to keep things tight? Well, first of all, Lauren, you don't have to lose 25 pounds. No, she's too hard on herself. I you would like would, to lose 25 would pounds. enjoy to have your body be back to where it was prior to your pregnancy because you have a beautiful body then, beautiful body now. But just remember, you, you, the baby's three months. She's four, uh, almost four, four months. Okay. So you were pregnant for 10 months. So you have another six months. So go easy on yourself. And I think oh. you should just take my quarantine advice and be gentle with yourself. Because I, it is what you just went through was so much, so much. And it's new, even though you feel like you're in your routine, like what you just did with your body and your hormones and your every cell in your body is like so traumatic. So I think you just need to be nice to yourself. I would agree. The conversations that I have with myself about 25 pounds is, is pretty dark. I'm not, yeah, that's lie. what I'm right. Of course I gained 55 pounds when I got pregnant, which they tell you to gain 25 to 35. But um, I don't believe that for a second because every one of my friends is like, Oh my God, I gained 55. I gained 50 pounds and they told me 25. Like who is this 25? Is that including the, the weight of the baby and the placenta and all that shit? It's everything. I, I, I was, I just 25 like, pounds kept, is nothing. 
Uh, they trust me. There's a lot of women that I think have they do it to try to, to try to make people like scared not to go too far. That's what I think. Because yeah. I think also I agree. Twenty five is like not realistic. That's well, twenty five is realistic for me. I'm a troll. I'm like a small <laughs> like like if I gained any more than twenty five, I wouldn't be able to walk. I'd be in a wheelchair. So like if you're five foot three, twenty five seems like still pretty low. But like you're a you're a tall normal sized woman. Twenty five is not enough weight. Right. And it doesn't even include your boobs. Like how much yeah. your boobs yeah. grow and fill. There's like that's so another 10 these, pounds. They were like fucking watermelons during this thing. It was huge. Like, it, honestly, <laughs> it, was like, it was like having two giant basketballs in the bed with how, us. Did how your nipples your get so big? Your nipples stretch. Your nipples stretch so big. Like I have like, I have like normally very little nipples. I've had a boob job and they, they stretch. They get like, they get big. Listen, like, I like a healthy chest, but these things were, <laughs> you couldn't even get both arms around them. You see this just It was wild. I looked like this trying to hug. Wait, what's, uh, what is it like? I've always wondered this when you've had your boobs done and then you get pregnant because they get bigger, but then can you tell? <gasps> Do they go back? Yeah, they, they go back to normal, but uh, they go back to normal. But the thing is, is what's weird is that they don't look as big because you've gained weight in your stomach. So they actually look smaller, even though they've grown. It's bizarre. Weird. Huh. It's bizarre. Pregnancy. I like never thought about being pregnant until I was pregnant. Like I've never, like there's no pin board. Like I've never yeah. looked into it. I never read a book. So I, I got pregnant and it was like, it was like a completely, um, very, crazy experience for me because I never thought about it. I think had I taken time to sit back and like think about it a little more and like, you know, maybe go through Pinterest and plan and read, I, I would have been more prepared. But I think I was unprepared on what was happening to my body. I think I was very unprepared for that. Well, and people don't talk about that either. Like that's, you know, everybody says that pregnancy is so beautiful and amazing. You're, you're going to love it. And then nobody really talks about the fact that your body changes so fucking much. And it's like a nightmare. It's, when there's it's like someone a mind fuck. You. It is a mind fuck. I'm telling you, for me, it was a mind fuck. I mean, yes, it's beautiful. And there's so many pros about it. And like, you know, I'm so grateful, but it's also, it's really crazy how your body changes. I mean, it's wild. Can I also just add something? Your daughter is so pretty. Thank you. That's like, very I know so you're not cute. supposed to like jo- you're not supposed to like judge a baby, but like oh, I, I saw the pictures the on your Instagram and I was like, this is not fucking real. Like, how does this bitch get off having a baby that looks like a goddamn doll? The That's eyes are nice. like the co- oh my god, she's gorgeous. I'm so and glad. I hate too. babies. So this is like she does <laughs> gives me hope. I know. I'm so glad too because I actually had a conversation with a friend of mine. I was like, "This is an example of someone who should be plastering their baby on social media because it's adorable, and not one person, not one hater, can turn around and say that's not one of the cutest babies <laughs> on planet Earth." But I said to my friend, "I go when I have a baby, I need you to." give me some tough fucking love. I need you to tell me if I'm going to post a picture of a baby and it is ugly, I need you to say to me, this baby is not ready for the world. The world is not ready for this baby. No, especially newborns. They look like little wrinkly aliens. I have seen some oh my ugly God. babies. They're so ugly. I had to get after a friend last week. I had I have so many babies right now in my friend group and someone posted a picture of a baby and they were like, like they had had like an accident or something. And I was like, 
the poop diaper is where I draw the line. Like, absolutely not. Like, I'm already inundated with your baby stuff. Like, you better pull this fucking back. I need a girl. I need a cute baby in a snuggie. That's it. Nobody I don't wants want to see anybody else's life. baby's poop because I, I like, listen, if it's your own baby, you're like, okay, it's kind of like part of me. Like you deal with it. But I, you know, uh, like Lauren's sister had her baby come over one time and I didn't, and he shit himself and I didn't know what to do. She's probably getting in trouble for saying this. And I didn't, I just kind of started hosing the kid down because I was like, I, this is not, I don't know what to do with this. But it's your own baby. <laughs> I had like, barely ever held a baby before I've had a baby. And I have to tell you, this is like messed up, but I thought all babies looked the same until I had a baby. <laughs> what does they that mean? They kind of do. Yeah, I thought they all honestly do, they do but yours. yours is different. You have no, this to be a of babies. No, I think that when you when it's your baby, you're like, you think the baby's like amazing, but I think everyone feels like that. You know what I mean? But that's why Becca was saying that somebody needs to give her tough love when she has a kid, j- just in case it's fucking not it's yours. Like, <laughs> I mean, your I just going to be very cute. I just feel, you never know. You never know. Really, it's like really, it's touching you. It's- no, your baby will be perfect. So w- tell us your tell us your how to tighten up advice, please. Give us give us snacks. Give us uh, are are you intermittent fasting? Like what do you have in your coffee? You know how detailed I like to get. Mm-hmm. So I am okay. like not an and- oh go ahead, Kelty. Didn't you already answer? <laughs> I mean, I just said she should be nice to herself. That wasn't my real answer, but it's fine. I have a you'll love this, Lauren. I have a, a Bujo page in my. I don't Bujo, think this is healthy. I don't think this is healthy. Definitely not healthy. Full year. And this is how I track my workouts to keep myself motivated. Okay. I well, think that's, that's stupid. I think, I think that moderation is the key because I think that if you start getting crazy and tracking your workouts and tracking your fasting and tracking your food and tracking your bullshit, it just gets to a point where your body is freaked out and your cortisol levels are through the roof and it holds on to the fat because it knows that it's in for a rude awakening. So it's like, just be moderate. If you can't bring yourself to do a full-blown workout, just go for a walk. I've been walking around my neighborhood listening to podcasts for hours on end and I think that it's like the only reason that I haven't gained a million pounds because I'm also eating whatever I want to eat. But it's like, just be conscious of better choices, like, but don't deprive yourself because I think your body knows when you're, gonna, when you're doing that. Well, and I'll bring this back to our book too because I have a chapter about this because I used to be a diet exercise fucking freak. My whole life revolved around food and exercise and I was just like so desperate like around that whole subject. And it was like the most miserable I've ever been in my entire life. So now, like Becca said, it's like everything I do is in moderation. I, when I deprive myself of food, all I do is think about it 24 hours a day. Like I think about that one hamburger, that fucking in and out hamburger I want so bad for weeks on end. And then it just makes me miserable. So I found like as I've gotten older is just to be like, kind to myself, like Kelty says, not like get myself down if I don't work out. But then, I mean, I've been doing like a shit ton of walks too, because there's literally nothing else to do. Um, but I found a lot of like peace within that. And I've found like joy in being able to go and see what the hell is right outside my door. Um, and it's a nice low impact workout mm-hmm. for me. I don't like any super sweaty things. I agree with you on low impact. I'm really about the low impact. Plus, I feel like I, I notice like with running too, it, I feel like it sags your knees. It sags your face. It's hard it's on your body. Your elbows. Like I, I would way rather walk than run. That's my like own opinion. Jack, you've talked a lot on Instagram about showing Instagram versus reality. How has that resonated with your audience? Because people seem to really appreciate you doing that. 
Yeah. I mean, I, again, I have another chapter in the book about that as well, because I have a lot of insecurity when it comes to like body image and like what I look like. And I'd always just compare myself to everybody on Instagram. And as we know, most people use Photoshop or Facetune or, you know, even if they're not, you're taking a hundred pictures and posting the one best one out of them all. It's not what anybody looks like. So then as I'm like getting down on myself about that, I'm also doing the same fucking thing myself. And we had a conversation about it on our podcast one day. And Becca's like, you know, you do the same thing as everybody else does. And you might be that person that they're looking on Instagram and being jealous of that they don't look like. So I didn't really ever think about that before. And ever since we had that conversation, I'm like, you know what? I have cellulite in this picture. But then when I took five seconds later, I look fucking bomb but they're both me and neither of them is better than the other. They're both my body. So I think everybody should see that because everything that you're seeing on Instagram isn't this perfect, smooth, beautiful, like pristine thing that you're seeing on your screen. So I've gotten like the best response out of it. I think people just like to see some sort of like a reality when everything is so fucking curated and bullshitty and it's not even what anybody looks like. So before we go, what is the best piece of advice? And I'd love to hear individually by, that you guys have gotten from your podcast. And if you could say who, ga- who gave it, like what is, what is the one gem that out of all the podcasts that you guys done, have done that you could share with our audience? That's a hard question. My- like guys, we, that's a lot of podcasts. You guys done a lot of episodes. <laughs> I Go ahead, Kelty. Um, well, I was going to say, um, I always think about RuPaul because first of all, I like love drag race more than most things in my life. Um, but when he came on, he, he said one of his famous lines that he says all the time, but he said it to us and it was like taking us to church. And he said something along the lines of, if those bees ain't paying your bills, then pay those bees no mind. And that like always, because I, I'm someone that in because I am a competitive person, I can look around and be like, oh, well, this person's doing this and this person's doing this. And I really do have to work at like keeping myself like my blinders on. Um, and then when he said that, it reminded me that like when I get all in other people's opinions or what I should be doing or what they would want me to do, like I think about like who's paying me. And then I use those people's opinions matter. And then everyone else can fuck off. It's true. Yeah. Um, my favorite piece of advice we got was from Sophia Moroso from Nasty Gal and then she has Girl Boss. She said, and I don't even know if she came up with this quote or if somebody had told it to her, but it was don't compare your hustle to their highlight reel. And it goes back to what I was just talking about, like body image and Instagram curated bullshit. But it's also just everybody's putting like the best version of themselves out on social media. And it always looks like everything is so easy and work is amazing. And you're the only one struggling because you're comparing what is going on in your internal heart with everything that you're seeing online. And it's just a good thing to remember that, you know, everybody is struggling in their own way and everybody's going through a lot of shit. And um, it's just kind of like the great equalizer when you sort of take that out of the equation. For me, I would say it's just an overall theme of this podcast world that I've gotten into. And it's the supporting other women and knowing that there are enough seats at the table because having a background in acting for so many years, there usually really is only one seat at that table. And so I was used to... It's like a one-woman fight and you're the warrior and you have to beat out all these other bitches. And it's like a very competitive 
kind of toxic place to live. And so when we started this podcast, I w- I was programmed to be that way. So in the beginning, it was like, we have to be the best and nobody can do what we're doing or we're going to like bring them down. But then I started to realize from all the guests that we had on the podcast and all these successful women that came on, it's like, actually, that's totally not the way that it works because the more of us that are out there and thriving, the more powerful this entire industry can be and the more powerful women themselves can be in it. And so by by having people like Tanya Rad, who is like the ultimate girls, girls cheerleader, and you, Lauren, you're such a cheerleader for other women, I think that that has been infused into me to the point where my acting career is now in the dumpster because... I am not competitive enough. (laughs) (laughs) You fucked yourself. It's a dumpster fire of like positivity and support for other women. Terrell Owens said that he was driving down Hollywood Boulevard once uh, many years ago and he looked up and saw a poster for Mission Impossible and Tom Cruise was on it. And he was Terry Cruz, excuse me, not Terrell Owens. And um, leave it to you to correct me. And um, (laughs) and he he looked up at the billboard and he he was really angry for a minute. And then he realized, wait, if if he's booking these movies, it opens up more space for other people like me to book the movies. And yeah. I think that's so true about podcasting. I love what you guys, the advice you guys just said. Now, before we go, tell us where we can stock your book, where we can find it. Maybe we can do a giveaway at the very end. I'll, I'll oh my God, it. yes. Tell us all about where we can find Please. it. So b- the book Act Like a Lady is sold anywhere you get your books. So Barnes & Noble has it. Amazon, you can prime it to yourself. Um, books a Million has it. You can go to our website, theladygang.com slash book. And on there, we have like little click-through links for everyone. There's even a really cool one called bookshop.org, which helps all the indie booksellers. So you literally order it from that. It's as fast as Amazon and it supports the indie booksellers. They split the profit across all the indies in the US. So that's so exciting. And then if you're an audiobook kind of bitch, we're on Audible and you can order the audio audiobook on Amazon as well. So and it's on Apple Books. I mean it's everywhere. It's all the places. Everywhere books are sold. But not in a and store because we're in a quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> That's How are we okay, feeling about the quarantine? I think I'm, I think I'm pretty much done with it. I think I'm, I think I'm, I think <laughs> well, I'm my favorite thing about quarantine is people were just like, oh, I think we're done with it. I saw so many people at fucking <laughs> oh, yeah. barbecues this weekend without That's a mask me. on on Instagram. And I was like, I don't nobody mind, said I, it's I, okay I, yet. Put I don't fucking mind mask on, I just, Michael. I think, I think I'm just no. I don't mind the mask. I just think I'm. I just think I'm done in quarantine. You. That's not for us to decide. <laughs> I think I'm sorry. I think I'm deciding. Well, <laughs> he's deciding. It's over. Yeah, yeah, you're still underground in your creepy masturbation room with your jute yeah. light. Listen, a um, couple more fights from my wife and I might go risk coronavirus. Quickly, where can everyone find you guys on Instagram? At the Lady Gang. At the Lady Gang. That's it. And, and at, at Kelty. Kelty, at, Kelty no. at Becca at Jack Vanek. I was so proud of Kelty for not promoting herself. And then you know what? She did. It was hard. It she was, was hard. prompted by Lauren. And thank you guys for coming on. We you love you, Mama. Amazing. We love, I you. love you. I bought your book and um, I'm going to continue to support. I love it. And anytime you guys want to come back on the podcast. Thanks. Thank you guys. Been too Always. Long. Been I know we miss you. Oh, we didn't talk about yeah. enough vaginas. Oh, we'll talk. Well, you guys will come back on. We'll talk about vaginas. We'll do a whole episode on vaginas. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys. Guys, quick giveaway for the book, Act Like a Lady. All you have to do to win the Lady Gang's new book is let me know on my latest Instagram at the Skinny Confidential, your favorite part of this episode. 
and one person will win their book. It is so good and juicy. You will love it. And with that, we'll see you on Friday. This episode was brought to you by Four Sigmatic. Guys, did you know mushrooms can prevent and treat many diseases and boost overall health? They are known to be super healing. You know I'm obsessed with their mushroom hot cacao mix. I like to wind down with this at night. It's so good and it feels so satisfying and it's full of benefits, which we love. Perfect with pregnancy too. Anyways, Four Sigmatic is offering all TSC him and her listeners 15% off. All you have to do is go to foursigmatic.com slash skinny and use code skinny at checkout.